KCLR Live Sport. The Leinster Senior Football Championship quarter final. Palatine versus St. Patrick's. With thanks to Dan Morrissey and Co. In a league of their own with a full range of concrete, quarry products, roof tiles, and macadam. See danmorrisseyandco.com. Welcome along to Dr. Cullen Park. It is St. Pat's of Wicklow against Palatine of Carlow in the AIB Leinster Senior Club Football Championship first round. Palatine have been around since 1909, but today they're looking for a first ever win in the Provincial Club Senior Football Championship, having recently captured their sixth county title. Willie Quinlan is with me for this one. Willie, it's a bit of an uphill task for them because not only are St. Pat's good, but Palatine are missing a few players. Yeah, you would have thought over the years, uh, Oshin, uh, Carlo Wicklow would be fairly equal, uh, club-wise and county-wise, but when you look at who's who's missing and they pick up an in, another injury, as we'll, we'll refer to it, but Stephen Riley, their full-back, is, is out again, is out this season, and there's another four players along with that. It is going to be a huge uphill uphill battle. Um, I suppose the first ten minutes are, we're gonna, is going to tell a lot. Lovely evening for a match. There's no wind. It's, it's nice and calm, but the underfooting will be very wet. It will be indeed. Let's go through the teams. We'll start with Palatine. It's Craig Carney in goal. Then it's Connor Doherty, uh, Dara Fitzpatrick, and Gavin Healy across the full back line. Stephen Riley was due to start, but he has been replaced. Killian Duff, Connor Lawler, and Kieran Moran are the uh, half backs. Then it's Jason Kane who captains the team alongside Finbar Kavanagh in midfield. Uh, Thomas Sheehan, Shane O'Neill, and Brian McMahon are the half forwards. Joshua Egan wears number 14. Either side of him, Andrew Kyo wearing 13 and Connor Crowley wearing 15. For St. Pat's of Wicklow, it's Shane Doyle between the sticks. Then it's Keen O'Brien and Matthew Trainer wearing numbers 2 and 3. Wayne Doyle has been replaced by Fionn Luddy in the cornerback position. Simon uh, Boucher, Patrick O'Keen and Niall Delahunter, the halfbacks. Dean Healy and John Crow are in midfield. Paul O'Brien, Patrick McWalter and Conor O'Brien are the half-forwards. Kieran McGettigan. Thomas Kelly and Brian Doyle are the full forward line. Kelly is the captain. He's in a corner forward. Doyle in the other corner. McGettigan at full forward. McWalter is one to watch, isn't he, from the St. Pat's point of view? Yeah, he's the go-to man at 11. Very important position, but he, he's the link play between the backs and the forwards. Good man to get on and get a couple of scores as well. Uh, physically, you'd have to say, you know, looking at both of them and they're only warming up, St. Pat's seem to have that battle won already. Uh, Palantine are building, there's a lot, lots of young young guys, Brian McMahon came on the scene this year has done really well, Killian Duff is another guy and Joshua Egan 14, uh, we're in full forward, he's barely out of minor, I think he's probably 18 years of age, he's light you think that you go to a big physical man in the full forward line but he is very nippy he doesn't stay there, he comes out around, picks up a lot of breaks but the ball will have to be moved into him very very quickly, he'll have to move it quickly because Pats are a very good de- defensive team and uh, I think it's going to be tough for Palantine tonight. It will be tough, but they want to make history. And they come into this one with good momentum, having won the county title. The conditions, well, it's dark, obviously. It's wet, although the rain has stopped. We did get a heavy shower earlier on. It's not too cold, and there doesn't appear to be too much of a breeze, Willie. Yeah, wind seems to be gone. The flags are, are very steady all around the place. So, uh, as we said, it, it is going to be wet. It is going to be slippy. You won't want the ball hitting the ground. It'll have to stay up, uh, you know, off it. Obviously, underground footing will, you know, players will want to have the right cogs on because it's definitely going to be slippy out there. The further the win, it is a good pitch. In fairness, it does hold the rain and hold the weather very well. Um, so, really looking forward to a good game. And you're right, Palantine, looking to make history, looking to push on and win their first game in the Leinster Championship. 
Palatine in the red jerseys with a bit of green, the stripe of green, the white shorts and the green and red socks. As I look over to the right-hand side, down towards the Dublin Road end, down towards the O'Hanrahan's end, I can see that St. Pat's are in the change jerseys. They're in mostly white this evening, jersey-wise. They've got blue shorts and blue socks. It is Palatine against St. Patrick's of Wicklow in the AIB Leinster Club Football Championship. The referee, by the way, is Patrick Maguire. It has been a busy day across Leinster and it will be busy again tomorrow earlier today Fenna lost 114 to 6 points in the intermediate cl- club championship uh, but Mullinavat of Kilkenny beat Bracknet 2-6 to 1-7 uh, unfortunately Aaron's own of Kilkenny lost to Ballycommon 4-6 to 2-5 that was in the junior championship in rugby Leinster beat Munster 27-13 in the Premier League Liverpool lost out to Nottingham Forest Chelsea and Manchester United played out a one-all draw while in boxing Aoife O'Rourke Kelly Harrington and Amy Broadhurst secured gold medals at the European Championships. A busy day again tomorrow on KCLR. Lots of live action for you. 12.30 on the Carlo Frequency. Clonmore take on Gratnog of Longford in the Leinster Junior Championship first round. Also at 12.30 on the Kilkenny Frequency. Blacks and Whites take on Wine Gap in the JJ Kavanagh and Sons Kilkenny Junior Hurling Final. At 2.30 across both frequencies, the Carlo and Kilkenny Frequencies, it is the Intermediate Hurling Final. The detail of which I'll give you in a moment after the National Anthem. A huge crowd in for this one. St. Patrick's uh, breaking off into their positions before Palatine. There were seconds between them. It's a lovely night for football. Yes, there was rain. Yes, the pitch might be a bit heavy in places, but you'd expect that at this time of the season. Willie Quinlan, you know all about the uh, Provincial Club Championship. What are the differences between playing in the Provincial Club Championship and your county championship? Yeah, it's, it's a step up. It's a step up. It's obviously a lot quicker. You have less time on the ball. You'll be closed down a, a lot quicker. Players are more physical, uh, bigger, stronger teams you're going to meet, obviously, the further you go in the competition. So it's it's about stepping up to the next level and can Pal step up. At the start of the year, Ushin, no one would have given Palantine much of a chance. They were probably rated fourth in, in Carlo. They had a, a poor poor league, but done really well, won the whole way through their championship and ended up winning, beating Ten Ryland by a point, I think, in, in the end. So deservedly winners when they were unbeaten. But this is a little bit of a step up when you're missing five players out of the starting lineup, at least four anyway. The ball is thrown up in the air by the referee Patrick Maguire. The ball is in, the game is on immediately. The man who was named late for uh, St. Pat's Dion Luddy got onto the ball, gave it to Simon Boucher. They play it across to the terrace side. It's Boucher who takes it. He's between the 65s, flicks it inside. It was a miscue. It's collected by Jason Kane, the Palatine captain. It's a long ball down into the full forward position. He comes out to meet it, does Egan, tries to turn. It is Crowley who has it. Crowley, I should say. He's inside the D, goes with the pass. Brian McMahon, Brian McMahon recycles it outside to Sheehan, who has a go tries to draw it back in with the right boot he kicks it across the face of goal and wide from in or around the 20 metre line just to the right of the D 
unfortunately for Pal, it's their first wide of the game. Yeah, direct football to Oshin. The first time the ball straight into the full forward line. In fairness to Crowley, got out in front, won the ball, out to McMahon, out to Thomas Sheen, had a shot and he was right to have a go, just out to the left and wide. Good start from Palantine. Shane Doyle kicks it into the centre of the park. He's a goalkeeper for St. Pat's. It's collected by Sheehan. Palatine need a good start here. We saw what a good start did for them in the county final. It uh, saw them through in the end. Man down. That's Killian Duff for Palatine at the moment. St. Pat's play on. We'll come back to that in a second. St. Pat's bringing it down the left-hand side, the stand side. It's Brian Doyle. Breaches the Palatine territory. Delicious foot pass into uh, Conor O'Brien. Conor O'Brien inside the 45, inside Pal territory. Moves it off to Kelly, who scored 1-5 in the county final. He saw that Conor O'Brien was completely unmarked. And Conor O'Brien into the Sugar Factory end. Kicks the first score of the game. It is one point to no score in favour of the Wicklow men. Yeah, great pass inside. They turned it over really well. It looked like a high hit on, on uh, Killian Duff but he, in fairness he got up fairly well and, and, and he, has, he is playing on but a great score two great passes inside and St. Pat's get on the scoreboard a point to no score here and just to complete what I was telling you earlier on at 2.30 across both Carlo and Kilkenny um, tomorrow it is the Michael Ling Motors Hyundai Kilkenny Intermediate Hurling Championship final between Danesfort and Thomastown so a lot of live action on Casey Lore uh, tomorrow we'll remind you of that again later tonight two minutes gone in this game St. Pat's of Wicklow leading Palatine the Carlo champions by one point to no score of course the RTE cameras are here tonight for this one but you're not about the showbiz you're about the real life stuff of radio you're going to stick with us right now coming forward is the number 18 that's Fionn Lodi goes with a big high lofted ball looking for Kelly inside Kelly got something on it but not enough and it falls to Kearney who minded his position really well there he knew when the ball was coming he knew where to be Connor Lorla kicks it off to the terrace side it's being carried up past the 45 by Palatine they go long again Shane O'Neill with a decent enough ball a man breaking out in front to get to it inside the 45 it goes loose but it's going to be rescued by Joshua Egan wearing 14 but he's not in that position Egan kicks it high into the corner forward position can Pal get the ball turn get a shot away perhaps still looking for their first score here with the ball is Kyo. He's trying to jinx around his man. Runs into a strong tackle, but does get it off to Killian Duff. Really good play. Here's Jason Kane, just outside the arc of the D. Jason Kane switches it from right to left, scrambling back to get there. Is more and more, and does keep it alive. Flicks it into his hands just inside the 45, right in front of the terrace. Moves it to Kavanagh. Kavanagh is just outside the 45, being tackled hard by Paul O'Brien. He did make him drop it, but it was a good slip, like soccer-style pass, up to the 20-meter line. Now it's into the hands of McMahon, who kicks it high in the air. It's floating. Is it floating between between the sticks the answer is no it's a second wide for Palatine they've had two chances they've missed both one point to St. Pat's no score Palatine three minutes and 27 seconds gone you get those chances Oshin, you need to be taking them they have two chances and in fairness there were two fairly good chances 35 maybe 30 metres out you know good opportunity they had loads of space but they've had two wides uh, they need to get a score on the board here quick Ball aimed down to Mac Walter in the centre of the park. A, a decent footballer in every sense. He was good at the association football as well. Played for UCD. High ball off and inside. Kelly's trying to make it his. He's got his back to the goal. He turns and he fists it volleyball style and fists it wide. He actually had the time to catch the turning kick it, but the danger was there. A long ball dropped into the square. It actually didn't drop. It kind of fell nicely for him and he kind of turned and fisted at Kelly but he didn't get it on target yeah Conor Lawler's dropped back full full back big strong physical player to, to, but, uh, kick out intercepted by John Crow the midfielder gets it down to Brian Doyle the corner forward for St. Pat's lovely soccer style pass towards Kelly well it would have been lucky if it had worked out it didn't Conor Lawler 
intercepted it really well then sets his man away that's uh, Duff who gets up between the 45 and the 65 stand side three Wicklow men around him and he's dispossessed and tidying it up as Brian Doyle he gets it back to Delahunt Delahunt with a beautiful cross field ball St. Pat's have it between his 45 and the 65 inside the Palatine territory looping pass to McWalter who really stood up when he was needed in the county final against a very decent bolting glass team Connor O'Brien has it inside the 13 he's at a tight angle trying to get around Healy it's O'Brien it's a really good run he's at the end line he's got options inside the square he fists it over that's a very very fine score and the Wicklow men lead by two points it's Connor O'Brien with his second of the game five minutes in St. Pat's two points Palatine no score he showed his strength there he came inside Gavin Healy you know across the end line looked like he was being held up got it inside the next man and popped it over the bar with a, a fisted one good score by O'Brien he's on the scoreboard twice and Connor Laurel coming away with a hero for Palatine Palatine who started the county oh. final so well haven't started overly well here scoring wise anyway winning the ball back as Kelly gets it to Brian Doyle who moves it on to Mac Walter who was a League of Ireland star with UCD a couple of years ago now it's Trainer, the man wearing number 3 but he's popped up on the Palatine 20 metre line goes to ground somehow squirts it back out to Mac Walter who pivots away from the tackles gets inside the 20 good hand pass to Crow, who's basically on the end line Crow bringing it back out to the terrace side has Mac Walter as an out ball Mac Walter is being tackled hard there by Joshua Egan he does hang up a ball it's essentially across but it actually drifts to the near side and wide a second wide for St. Patrick's and after six minutes live on KCLR it is St. Patrick's two points Palatine no score in the AIB Leinster Senior Club Football Championship first round Palatine struggling with their kickouts after being turned over two or three times and they've won this one in fairness and both teams looking to hit the full forward line early McMahon puts a low ball inside yeah it's a skipping ball down to the corner forward Crowley who came out to meet it on the 45 he's trying to get around his man O'Keen he gets inside will he get a shot away no he does get a pass away to McMahon McMahon a very talented player got it away to Crowley who made a very good run off the shoulder I don't think he's caught that one right as it drifts in between oh, the posts he caught like it, it was perfectly over. to me it's gone wide well they waved it wide and that's, that's just wrong that was over it started wide from Connor Crowley but it definitely drifted back inside if we had Hawkeye St. Pat's would have just seen their team concede a score because to me that was a it was a perfectly fine score from Connor Crowley it goes down as a third wide it remains St. Pat's two points Palatine no score just shy of seven minutes gone yeah it looked like it was over but in fairness uh, the umpire he was very confident in his decision and he waved it wide so a bit closer than we are St. Pat's just winning them 50-50 balls in around the middle at the min- minute, Oshie. You take, take a look at the screen here. I'll keep an eye on play because you're about to see a replay. That The streaming that we have on in front of us is a little bit behind the live action. So you keep your eye on that. I'll keep an eye on play. Uh, St. Pat's have a free on the 65, which they kick backwards. Looks over to me, Oshie. Looks over to yeah. you. Okay, well, there we go. Well, it should have been a point. And, and these are big decisions. Dean Healy marauding forward, but he has fouled. And it's a free out to Palatine just outside their own 45 right-hand side. Two points to no score in favour of St. Pat's. Seven minutes and 27 seconds gone. I have to say, I thought live at the time it was over. It's it, The thing is, is, in fairness to the umpires, it did start like it was going wide, but it tailed back in. Kavanagh brings it over to 65, approaches the 45, good foot pass down the line, he continues his run, he wants it back, but instead it goes to Egan, Egan passes it along the 20 metre line, can they get another shot away, it's Conor Crowley, Conor Crowley turning and twisting, trying to get past his man, I beg your pardon, it's actually Andrew Kyo, the other corner forward, he kicks it back outside to Killian Duff, Killian Duff back inside to Shane O'Neill, O'Neill sidesteps his man, gets up to the tee, O'Neill releases with the left boot into the Dublin road end, that one will count, that's an exquisite score, and it's a very good one by Shane O'Neill. Two points to one, St. Pat's lead, Palatine just getting their first of the game. He's been the man on form in the whole championship, really. His fitness levels have come up immensely all this year. Struggled a couple of, a couple of years ago, but in, in the last six or seven months, physically, you can see 
he, when he gets on the ball, he's very accurate, he's very strong, and he's the man that they need to, to get the ball into that forward lane. Top scorer in the Carlo Championship. He's yep. off the mark in Leinster now. Marauding forward is Crow. Flicks it back inside to McWalter. One of those players who just seems to pop up ever on the pitch. He's always available for an out ball. Dean Healy, another man who's very experienced. Between the 65s, hand passes it inside to Brian Doyle, who crosses the 65 into Palatine territory. He's tackled by Brian McMahon, so he just drops it onto the left. It's a delicious chip outside to Conor O'Brien, who scored two points so far. He moves it down to Dean Healy. Dean Healy uh, trying to find a bit of space to find a bit of time it was Fionn Luddy who got on the ball then now making himself available again is Dean Healy but it doesn't come to him it comes to Kelly who's on the 45 looking to get a shot away he does despite the pressure of Conor Lawler Great that score. goes over it's an excellent score it is from Kelly he scored 1-5 as we said in the county final so no real surprise that he's popped up here with a score early on three points to one St. Pat's lead nine minutes and 15 seconds gone yeah again they were very patient they held on to the ball well it was worked out to the right hand side back into the middle and in fairness to uh, Thomas Kelly onto his right foot. He is the captain. He, he, as he, you said, he scored 1-5 in the finals, and that was a brilliant score. 35 meter, meters out, fairly central, but great score. This game on KCLR brought to you with thanks to Dan Morrissey and Co. in a league of their own with a full range of concrete quarry products, roof tiles, and macadam. See danmorrisseyandco.com as Palatine just play around with the ball at the back. They get it back to the goalkeeper, Craig Kearney. He always looks really composed with the ball in hand it's a great uh, trait of a goalkeeper Gavin Healy sails it over to Conor Lawler Conor Lawler has dropped slightly deeper I wonder at some stage or another will we see him try to maraud forward yeah I'd say because Stephen, Stephen Riley is missing uh, Con- Conor was named uh, at centre back but he's dropped back into full back but you'd like to see him at the centre back because he's a good carrier of the ball good passer of the ball so great ball down along the line by Shane O'Neill into Joshua Egan Egan solos it brings it up to the 45 gets in between two makes his way towards goal it's open up from Egan still going chasing him as trainer Egan still going he's in the square Egan gets a shot away it's a great save by the goalkeeper Even a free in though yep the advantage was being placed so it should be a point but it could have been a goal done really well that time actually carried the ball maybe 30 metres in cut inside two defenders was a little tug of a jersey was a free in referee gave him the advantage but he got a block down it is a free in Shane O'Neill would probably kick this one very unlucky by Joshua, Joshua Eagwin very very unlucky with a good run and maybe a sign of things to come he's taking the game to St. Pat's and now Shane O'Neill will have the free we've yet to see a score from a place ball in this game he's just outside the 20 metre line to the right of the D on the stand side facing the Sugar facing the Dublin road end I should say drops it onto the left and that's no issue for Shane O'Neill who hooks it over his second of the game and it's a one point match which isn't bad considering that St. Pat's have probably been the better team so far. Yeah, probably have dominated possession. They're winning lots of all around the middle. They're winning a lot of the 50-50 battles. So Palantine will be happy that they're back in it with two scores. Willie, I'm going to get you to look at that replay again. I'll follow the play. As we say, we're, we have the RTE pictures in front of us, but it's from a stream, so it's a little bit behind the live action. You can talk me through that Egan almost goal. They did get a point. Almost out of the goal. It actually looked quite like a foot block from the goalkeeper. Keeper came out. Oh, maybe not. It was the, yeah, the foot, we, foot on the ground that blocked it, in fairness. Yeah. He, Egan got in one on one. Yeah, he took really the shot. Well one on one, but yeah. the goalkeeper stood his ground. It was the foot that was left on the ground that deflected it away. Yeah. But it was a free in. Shane O'Neill popped it over. So it was a good save from the goalkeeper. Good Simon save, yeah. Boucher takes it, moves it back to Paul O'Brien. Paul O'Brien between the 45 and the 65 gives it to Dean Healy, who escapes the shackles of an attempted tackle from Palatine. Gets inside the 45, flicks it off to Paul O'Brien. O'Brien looks to move it back inside. It was blocked down, but it does fall to him inside the 13. He falls over inside the 13. The referee, what's he saying? Oh, Is he saving the push? Yeah, he's saying it's a push and it's a free into St. Pat's. Didn't, didn't look like a push for, uh, no. in, in normal time anyway, Oshin. Taken quickly, was it? Well, you'll, you'll get a look in about a minute's time when the stream catches up. The stream up. catches up, yeah. <laughs> 
So a free which will be taken by Kelly on the 13 metre line inside the uh, Palatine half. Palatine defending the Sugar Factory end in this first half, the scoreboard end. Kelly with the ball in hand. Arxie's run out from the 13, hasn't caught that one right. And uh, Pal will feel that uh, justice has been done there as St. Patrick's kick their third wide. It remains three points to two in favour of the Wicklow side. 12 minutes and 41 seconds gone. It is the AIB Leinster Senior Club Football Championship first round encounter of Palatine and St. Patrick's of Wicklow live on KCLR 96FM. One of a number of live games on this evening. We'll give you the detail of the ones tomorrow a little bit later, perhaps at half-time, but this game hasn't stopped. We haven't had the chance to tell you anything here. You can have a look at the replay here of that uh, foul that was given away. Paulo, actually, I'll just talk you through it there. Sheehan had his hands on Paulo O'Brien, but it wasn't a push, but the referee, in fairness to him, when you put your hands on the player like that and, and you look like you're about to push him and he falls over, yeah. a ref is going to buy that every time. Long, Long ball, ball delivered forward, yeah. forward by Moore and it drops in around the 20-metre line. Oh, Egan trying to make it his. It does break kindly for him. He gets it just inside the 45. It looked to me like he was tripped. Referee played play on and uh, St. Pat's will break up the park I thought Palatine should have had a free inside the 45 in the centre of the park but the referee plays play on the referee tonight Patrick Maguire coming forward Dean Healy up to the 45 inside Palatine territory what a run this is gets the pass away can he get a shot away it's McGettigan who does have a shot oh, comes off the woodwork who's going to react first Dean Healy almost got there but a Palatine hand a despairing dive just flicked it out of Dean Healy's path and Palatine has secured the possession. Kane got it, but then it was given away. And Kelly, he's the one man you wouldn't want to give a ball to. He's just outside Number the 20 wide. to the left of the post, but he hooked it wide with his right. And it's a fourth wide for St. Pat's. It remains three points to two in favour of St. Pat's of Wicklow. 14 minutes gone. Remember, 30 minutes a half. Kelly won a great ball back there, actually. Got, got it, just got a hand to it, knocked it down to himself, but took it a little bit too quick onto the right foot, just tailed off to the left and wide. Palatine coming forward here. There has right. to be a winner tonight, by the way, just to clarify that early has on. Has to be, yeah, that's has right. Has to be, yep. Brian McMahon gets inside the 65, moves it to Killian Duff. Haven't seen a whole pile of him on the ball, but that's a really decent ball by Duff. Over the top, into the 20-meter line, collecting it well as Connor Crowley. He's tackled, but he was also fouled. Ref played advantage. He let it go for a few seconds, and Palatine have a free just inside the 45 to the right of centre on the stand side of Netwatch Cullen Park. Crowley is very, very good at getting out in front. He's a low centre of gravity, so when he turns... He's really difficult to stop. He actually was pulled back that time. It is a free, and Shane O'Neill will take it here with the left foot. And this could bring it back to 3-all, O'Sheen, after 15 minutes. Palatine, who were unlucky with a couple of decisions, have yep. got one here, which they deserved in fairness. Now, about to strike this one is Shane O'Neill, who's got both of their points so far. He bounces this one on the 45. He's got his back turned to the, the corner of the stand, the open side of the stand, if you will. Does the little shuffle... Looking at the Dublin road end, gives Struck it plenty well. with the left. Has it stayed on frame? Yeah. Yes, it has. That's an excellent strike from Shane O'Neill. And it's three points apiece after 15 minutes and 23 seconds. Yeah, they'll be really happy with their last 10 minutes. They're after closing St. Pat's down very well in the back line. You know, got up the field. They're giving the ball into Crowley first time. And when he gets it, he's dangerous. He's had to be pulled back once. Uh, Josh Wiegan pulled back. So two, two quick frees from Shane O'Neill. He's got the three points. And it's level here in Netwatch Cullen Park surging up in the air in midfield was Kane it trickled inside the 65 it's a free out to uh, St. Pat's just inside their own 65 middle of the pitch it is a free and deservedly so Jason just lost control of it came back a, a, a kind of a lazy tackle did, did, did tackle but St. Pat's coming to fire but Ball kicked really down the park. Well. Yeah, Gavin Healy Gavin got out Healy. in front of the corner back, slipped it off to Kieran Moore, and Kieran Moore up towards the 65 solos. 
running out of options. He's absolutely surrounded by men in white jerseys. St. Pat's in the white jerseys tonight. Normally they play in blue. Somehow Moran got it back and gave it to Shane O'Neill. O'Neill makes his way back towards his own 45. In hot pursuit there was uh, Luddy, but he did get the pass away. Shane O'Neill now gets it back. He's between the 65s, soloing inside the territory of St. Pat's. Goes with a long delivery inside the 45. It's a really good ter- good turn. Crowley's inside. Crowley up to the 20. He has to go outside. The arrow and angle. The, uh, the uh, angle narrowed, but it didn't matter to him. He was able to kick it over Connor Crowley. What a score. His first. He's very quick, Oshin. He's well able to win his own ball. And when the right ball goes into him, he's out in front. He's very strong. He's able to hold off his man. And that's his first score. And a brilliant score puts uh, Palantine in the lead. Four points to three here. They scored the last three in a row and they lead for the first time in the match. St. Pat's bringing it between the 65s. Boucher kicks it down the line. Again, they've kicked it away. Moore and collects it. The half-back line of Pala really getting on top here. Yeah, Moore has done really well in the last couple of minutes. It looked like he was surrounded it for the last time. How he got it out, I don't know. But he's after intercepting that one and Palantine work it around their, their back line. Gavin Healy on the far side. And I'm not sure how they've managed to do it, but they are leaving numbers back while at the same time they're leaving enough up top to have some kind of impact. They are indeed, and they're even the right players. Crowley is the man inside Joshua Egan. They have paced... Uh, Crowley has a lot of power and he's able to win his own ball and they're doing really well in there McMahon off the shoulder to Kane who's just inside the St. Pat 65 sees there was nothing on so kicks it backwards to Shane O'Neill who has been excellent tonight he's dropped deep into his own kind of 45 region but he's created attacks McMahon waiting for it as Kavanagh gets forward now it comes back to Shane O'Neill who's just outside the 45 does he fancy a shot? no he goes for a pass it was a risky enough one somehow Kavanagh takes it Kavanagh up to the 20 gets the pass away to Crowley Crowley inside the square goes to the ground what's the referee going to do? He's running towards the square. Is it a penalty? Padstein, who got a penalty in the county final. Have they got one here in the Leinster Championship? Well, he's going to have a word with his umpires. Willie, what do you think? It, it looked from here it was outside it. I'm not sure it was a penalty. Definitely is a free in because he did get dragged back. He's In fairness, the referee is going to have a word. It is a free. Yeah, free just on the left-hand side. But, yeah, definitely a free. You know, she's about, about 20 metres out. Well, it was a clever foul from the St. Pat's point of view. If you're going to make the foul, do it outside the square. Keep an eye on the screen there, Willie, because they're going to put it back up there. You'll get a closer look at it. It's a free to Palatine. We thought for a second maybe, just maybe, they'd have a penalty, but it is a free. Crowley appears to be taking it himself. Shane O'Neill has struck two so far tonight, but uh, it's close in, so Crowley will look for his second point. He's going to be inside the square by the time he strikes it, and he just drills it over. His second of the game, he's first from a free. It looked like he was actually carried. He was fouled outside it, but was carried inside with the tackle, but definitely was a free in. Well, that's a really good score. And now four in a row for Palatine, has then leading by two points. The Benny Carey side looked early on like St. Pat's maybe had the better of them, but uh, football matches last an hour and that's why they're not decided after 10 minutes we might need more than the hour tonight extra time if required Patrick O'Keen runs up to the uh, Palatine 45 passes to a man Dean Healy who runs into trouble but he's very very strong gets himself out of that trouble he's fouled on the 45 and it's a free in to St. Pat's on the 45 inside Palatine territory yeah Jason Kane just a little bit over vigorous with the tackle uh, over the top just got a hand in dragged him, dragged him to the ground it is a free He's actually going for it. Far, right on the 45-yard line. He's taking it over his hand. It is Thomas Kelly. No breeze to speak of, so it's in his favour. He hangs it up. He's gone really wide, frustrated. Yeah. He's really frustrated. I didn't even have to follow the flight of the ball to see how wide that was because you could tell by Kelly's reaction. He's still remonstrating with himself. That's how frustrated he is. 
5-3 Palatine lead we're at the 20 minute mark live on KCLR 96 FM Killian Duff took it moved it off to Shane O'Neill who's been one of the players of the match so far Shane O'Neill soloing he's between the 65s he's got O'Doherty outside if he wants to go to him no he goes inside for the run of Finbar Kavanagh Kavanagh solos up to the 45 it opens up stay going is a shout he goes outside to Sheehan Sheehan inside the 13 recycles back outside there was a fumble but it falls luckily for a Palatine man now can he get it into his hand yes he can but the laborious nature of the attack there allows St. Pat's to drop players back and just clog up the space. And now Palatine have to go back outside the 45, but they still have the football. It's Conor O'Doherty moves it back inside. Shane O'Neill, who's standing inside the 65, had all the time in the world to just turn, look over and kick it across to Sheehan. Sheehan, inside the St. Pat's 65. They've got uh, 12 players behind the ball. They've left three inside the Palatine 45. On the ball at the moment is Sheehan. He just moves it off. Now it's Killian Duff. Killian Duff goes short with the pass. Often in this game, Palatine have gone long with passes. That won't be possible right now because St. Pat's have so many players behind the ball. They're going to have to work it in. There's nothing to say they can't. They came up against a very defensive outfit in the shape of Tim Ryland in the county final. It didn't stop them winning. Jason Kane, the captain, takes it, gets up to the D. Looked to me like he was fouled. He got the ball away. Now it's Connor Crowley. Connor Crowley inside the 13, making his way towards the end line. Has to cut back. Does he have options? He does, but he'll go himself and he kicks it over. That is absolutely fantastic from Connor Crowley. His third of the game, his third in a row. He scored two from play and one from a free. And Palatine leads 6-3, 21 minutes gone. Showed a lot of patience there, actually. Jason Kane that got forward. Looked like he, he was fouled, but uh, referee played on. Got it out to Crowley. Onto his left foot, which is unusual. His right-footed player popped it over the bar. And Palatine really after taking over in this game in the last 15 minutes. And they've pushed six points to three with 21 minutes, 22 minutes gone. Now coming forward is Patrick McWalter. He has to go backwards. He's followed all the way by O'Doherty. Palatine, you can feel it from them. They're up for this, aren't they? They are indeed. And the fitness levels, you can see, they really got stuck in after 10 or 15 minutes. Stood off a little bit earlier. That was a very harsh free. I don't think that was a free at all. Kieran McGettigan got the ball inside the 45, inside the uh, Palatine territory, just in front of the stand. He went to ground. The referee, Patrick Maguire, has given the free. As you're aware, Willie, I'm from Waterford. I'm in neutral in all this. Yeah. I have to say, I didn't think it was a free, and it's not the first decision that has been marginal that has gone against Pal so far this evening. Yeah, we- it didn't look like a fit free from here, either. Definitely didn't. There yeah. was a good tackle. Turned it back on the outside, but wasn't the free. Dean Healy up to the 20-meter line, coming off the left wing, followed all the way by Shane O'Neill. Goes back outside to Fionn Luddy. They're trying to make an opening here. You keep an eye on the screen to see if that was a free. They didn't actually go for a Palatine. They just tried to work it because it was a very tight angle. Ball comes to a trainer. The fullback trainer pumps it from the 45. Is that going over? No, it's not. It has gone wide. A sixth wide for no St. Patrick. free Patrick's. here. Definitely not 20, a free. 23 minutes gone in the game. Six points to three Palatine lead. And for the maybe second or third time, Palatine have had a free awarded against them that maybe wasn't a free. But they've got away with it because uh, St. Pat's have kicked it wide. Yeah, definitely not. Not has came of it. But yeah. you look at it again back on the screen. It definitely wasn't the free. And the referee was only probably five yards away. But yeah. Palantine coming away with it here as we speak. And I want to be very clear. There is a respect initiative going on regards match yeah. officials. Yeah. That is absolutely right. But we are just pointing out what we're seeing. And that's all we're doing. That That is all we're doing. That is our job to do. To tell you what's happening out on the pitch. Exactly. We just say what we see. And that's what it's all about. Exactly. Shane O'Neill coming forward. He's fouled just shy of the 65 inside his own half. And O'Neill just kicks it backwards. 
Lawler runs onto it. He's drifting up towards the 65. We know when he gets going, he's hard to stop. McGettigan tries to tackle him. Oh, he pulled up there, rushing. Yes, he did, and yeah. he'd be a huge loss because he's been immense so far. He's got his hands on his head. He's taking a deep breath. The physio's going out to him. Let's hope that uh, he can get going again. But you know yourself, if it's a hamstring, which is what it looks like. Yeah, either a hamstring or a quad. He seems to have his hand on, on his quad. Maybe maybe his knee seemed to pull up, but hopefully he'll be okay. A physio in with him. He's down on one knee here. Killian Duff takes it back. A good one-two played with Jason Kane. Duff side-foots it out wide. Pado uh, Flynn spoke before the match, and he said, look, I know we're missing players, but there's a lot of these guys who played in the league. They want to step up. They're willing to step up. They're ready to step up. So far, that has been the case. Yeah, definitely. I've seen them playing against the Carlo IT, the Sigerson team there uh, last, last weekend, and a lot of those young guys got plenty of game, game time. They played four, four 20-minute games, and... Look, yeah. look, some of them look very good, very confident. Uh, Conor Lawler still down here, but hopefully he can continue. 24 minutes gone in the first half. 6-3 Palatine lead. They've got the last five scores in a row. They were 3-1 down at one stage, but they've really taken control of this game. And it's not like they're playing with the breeze. If you're thinking, well, they're putting up a score and they'll have to hang on in the second half, that is not the case. Moran is between the 65s. Good hand pass to Jason Kane, the captain. Gets up to the opposition 65. Fists it outside to Duff, the wing back. Getting up towards the 45. Sees that the space is blocked, so goes back inside. Then gets a 1-2. They're playing really clever football. Really composed football, aren't they? They are. They're holding on to the ball well. I think they were they're just trying to see that Conor Lawler can get back to his fitness and get back only. He looks like he's going to he's staying on the field, he's playing on. Some very good touches, great yeah, ball. And a really good ball into the wing forward position. Coming out to meet a Brian McMahon, the Carlo under 20. Now has a bit of support coming in from Sheehan. Sheehan lets it slip through his hands, but luckily for him, Jason Kane was there, the captain. The man wearing number eight who gets it back to Sheehan, who doesn't let it slip this time. They look cool, they look composed. They had to fight to win the Carlo senior football title against a very good Tin Ryland team who had a disastrous first half but who really came at them in the second half and Palatine look like they have learned from that test they've improved all the way along they have it just over the 45 trying to get away I think that's Kieran Moran over on the far side soccers it inside the 45 having dropped it loops a hand pass away to Andrew Kyo Kyo gets up to the 20 middle of the pitch and Andrew Kyo kicks it over that's a fine score from him and it's uh, 7 points to 3 in favour of Palatine with 26 minutes gone to me, the Palantine looked a fitter team all over the all over the field. Conor Lawler's gone down again. That's that's not looking good for him. But Palantine were so patient with the ball. Killian Duff out, outside on the ball three or four times. In fairness, got forward, but Kehoe onto the right foot. I think it's probably his first shot, a great score. And as we said, seven points to three, 26 minutes gone. Yeah, you're right, actually, because it was, was Conor Crowley who kicked that uh, wide that we thought was a point. Yeah. Patrick McWalter coming up towards the 45. Good pass for John Crowley. It was broken off and go. Despairing tackle by a Palatine man. I'm not sure who. I'm sure now that it was O'Doherty. Conor Great O'Doherty. tackle. Yeah. Great tackle. Palatine have turned it back over. They're inside the 40. It was Kieran Moore, apparently. Either way, a good tackle. Sheehan takes it, gets it back, gives it to uh, uh, number two, Conor O'Doherty. Conor O'Doherty gives it to Sheehan. Sheehan, inside his own 45, gives it to... Uh, Lawler, who's still moving really, really, really sluggishly, and he's limping back into position. Kelly is with him at the moment. If a ball goes in between those two, Kelly has the beating of him. But Crowley's coming forward, gives it into Shane O'Neill. Shane O'Neill will have to pull it just outside the square. Great save by the goalkeeper. Does it go out for a 45? Yes, it does. Or is it a free? The referee is his arm outstretched. He's given a free, and it's just a little tug back here. Uh, when the ball goes in there, Russian St. Pats are at sixes and sevens. Uh, there was three men around that ball and it seemed to, seemed to drop it away from the three them. Crowley picked it up seemed to get on his bike but couldn't get away got, got fouled uh, got the ball to Shane O'Neill onto his right foot and he struck it really well but brought back for a free probably 35 metres out and it's Shane O'Neill to take this one himself almost a soccer style goal from Shane O'Neill 
this should really put them in great stead if they, if they can win eight points to three up. Pats looked deflated after 10-15 minutes. They looked really good with the first three points, but Palantine really after taking over since. Keep your eye on the screen there. They're going to replay that goal chance in just a second. I'll keep an eye on play. Shane O'Neill looking for his fourth. He's third from a free. Kicks it high with the left. He's inside the team, middle of the pitch. And high it goes into the Dublin road end. And Palatine have extended their lead to five points. 8-3 they lead. 28 minutes gone. Three players, three same pass players around the ball, Oshin. One of them knocked it off the other. Onto Crowley. Crowley into O'Neill. But Crowley, Crowley definitely was fouled. O'Neill hit it with his right foot. Great save. But a free from 35 metres and O'Neill pops it over the bar. I will say this about St. Pat's. They can come late in games. They did that in the county final. They did indeed. As far as I know, I think bottom glass were 1-3 to no score up. 1-5 to 5 at half time. So they're not going anywhere yet. And the man we just saw on the ball there who knocked it down to Doyle. And McWalter was a big part of that. That's a delicious chip from Crow into the path of trainer. The fullback who crosses the 45 inside Pat's hands half. Cuts back. Gets inside the D. Somehow got a pass away. They could be in for a goal chance here. Tugged to ground oh. is uh, Dean Healy. The ball carry and that's a free in for uh, St. Pat's Palantine weren't happy it looked like a throw from the full back he was going to the ground looked like he threw it but got away with it referee gives a free in from the 21 metre line you keep an eye on the screen I'll keep an eye on this Kelly about to take this one he's only scored one so far but he can be the danger man if he gets the right kind of uh, possession keep your eye on the screen they were about to see the replay was it another decision that was somewhat marginal against Palatine Kelly with the free. And that puts an end to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven scores in a row for Palatine. But they're looking for more here through Joshua Egan. Gets up to the 20 metre line, has to recycle it back oh, to the 45. He definitely threw it, Oshin. Definitely threw it inside. Long high ball drifted inside here. It might fall Connie for them. It's Crowley. Crowley rounds the keeper and buries it with the right boot. What a goal from Connor Crowley. And coming up to half time, it's 1 8 Palatine. St. Pat's 1 4. It all came from a great diagonal ball in off the wing. It bounced Kylie for Crowley. Bounce kindly for Crowley, who sidestepped Shane Doyle and absolutely smacked it into the back of the net. This is incredible, Oshin. When I look down at the names that are missing, Jack Brennan, Tomas Kenny, Jamie Kenny, David Reid and Stephen Riley just before the game. And we're still looking at 1-8 to 4 points just coming up to half-time here. Conor O'Brien looking to respond for St. Pat's, brings it in off the left wing, approaching the 20-metre line. He's getting up towards the score, gets inside, drops it on to the right, but the referee says he overcarried and it's a free out. We're in injury time at the end of the first half. 1-8 plays 4 points. Well, and it's getting a little bit narky in or around the Palatine 20 metre line. There's a bit of pushing, a bit of shoving. Seemed to be a tight call there. He looked like he slipped inside the Palatine corner back. Po- possibly took maybe five steps, but referee was right up, up with the play. He deemed the free out, and St. Pat's will be disappointed after the 15 minutes. There were a couple of points ahead, but. Palantine really happy in this first half 1-8 to 4 points I've done Connor Crowley a disservice he actually buried it with his uh, was it his left he buried it with either way they won't care long high ball was drifted inside to be fair to Sheehan he got his fist to it it broke kindly it bounced kindly no, for Crowley right, yeah right it was foot. his right foot yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he did use his left well though uh, he stepped in off it, it was he's, he's so strong he's, so, he's built, built to the ground uh, really really yeah. strong you can see it but and pass not giving up here high ball in but Palantine should win it Conor Lawler coming across that's a good take by the Palatine defender left it behind got it back again goes to the ground in the 20 metre line the referee half-time. blows the half time whistle 1-8 Palatine 4 points St. Patrick's Willie Quinn and what have you made of it well to me the first 15 minutes looked like it was all St. Pat's they were getting the scores they were winning the 50-50 balls they were turning over the kickouts but 
Palantine stepped it up a gear. Their fitness levels look to be spot on if they can if they can continue in the same vein in in the second half. They look to be well underway. Pats don't look really really that that fit. They look under under pressure. When Pal get the ball into Crowley, he's such a danger man. He scored one one three a point from a free and two one one two from play. And that seems to be between him and Shane O'Neill. They seem to be doing lots of lots of damage in there. Pal set up really really well, dropping men behind the ball. But when they get the ball to the halfway, yeah. pump a long ball into Crowley, and it seems to be doing the trick for the moment. Long ball has worked really well for Palatine, but it's not like it's their only tactic. They've done it when it has been on, and the goal summed up that really well. A long ball in from the left wing, the terrace side. In fairness, we didn't see it live at the time, but Thomas Sheehan jumped in the air and flicked it on. It bounced on the ground. Crowley ran onto it. Stepped around the goalkeeper Shane Doyle and put it into the back of the net. And that means at the break it's one, eight, two, four points. Now I will say this, a worrying sign. Conor Lawler, the horse as he's better known, wasn't exactly trotting as he went off there. He looks like he might not come back for the second half. Yeah, definitely. And no disrespect, when you look at the, at the line, there's a lot of young guys there. Uh, young Sean, Sean uh, Woods, if he won them. Keen Kelly, you know, Cottle O'Neill, probably the first man that will come on. Paura Kelly... Tommy, Tommy Fitzharris, they're all guys that are under 20, probably having the huge amount of experience. So the five guys that are missing could really tell in the second half. But the way they're going at, at the minute, if they can stay going and, and stay stepping up the way they are, I think they're well on the way. Pats, Pats need to get into this game in the first five or ten minutes. Mm. Uh, they need a couple of scores. But Palantine, full value for their, their lead at, at halftime, 1-8 here yep. to four points. OK, just before we take a bit of a breather, let's tell you what else is going on on KCLR this weekend. Of course, this game brought to you with thanks to Dan Morrissey and Co. in a league of their own with a full range of concrete, quarry products, roof tiles and Mac Adams. See Dan Morrissey and Co.com already today. Well, mixed news for teams from uh, Kilkenny and Carlo. Aaron's own lost out to Ballycommon 4-16-2-5 in the Leinster Junior Championship. Uh, Fenna lost 1-14 to 6 points in the Leinster Intermediate Championship against uh, Aero Oak of Greystones. Molinovato beat Brackna 2-6-2-1-7. Tomorrow at 12.30 on the Carlo Frequency, Clamore take on Grattan Oak of Longford in the Leinster Junior Football Championship first round. Also at 12.30 on the Kilkenny Frequency, it's uh, Blacks and Whites against uh, Winegap in the JJ Kavanagh and Sons Kilkenny Junior Hurling Final at 2.30 across both frequencies it's the Michael Ling Motors Hyundai Kilkenny Intermediate Hurling Championship Final between Danesport and Thomastown Thomastown looking for a double having won the Camogie as well here at Dr. Cullen Park Netwatch Cullen Park it's 1-8 to 4 points in favour of Palatine at half time that isn't bad considering they were 3-1 down after a few minutes but then they scored 1-2-3-4-5-6-7 to 1 point in the kind of second half of the first half to put them in a very good position, but not a guaranteed position at halftime. Yeah, definitely not. There's nothing guaranteed, as you say. The game will last 60 minutes. St. Pat's will, will be disappointed. The, the, early on, they put long ball into the full forward lane, and then when it didn't work, they stopped doing that and had to carry it in. In fairness to Palantine, they got on top in around the middle. Their ball seemed to be better you know, into Crowley and into Kehoe. They're, they're defending really, really well, but their transition between defence and attack is a lot better than St. Pat's in the last 15 minutes and full, fully deserved their, their win at half-time or lead at half-time 1-8 to 4 points a pal team that are missing Jack Brennan Tomas Kenny and Jamie Kenny who scored the goal or one of the goals in the uh, county final also tonight Stephen Riley didn't start they're down an awful lot of talent but boys have stepped up tonight and let's hope they can continue to step up in the second half extra time and penalties if required at the moment it's looking good but Football can turn very quickly. Let's hope it doesn't from the Carlo point of view. Let's take a breather. We'll leave you with the halftime score. Palatine 1-8, St. Patrick's of Wicklow, four points. 
KCLR Live Sport. The Leinster Senior Football Championship quarterfinal. Palatine versus St. Patrick's. With thanks to Dan Morrissey & Co. In a league of their own with a full range of concrete, quarry products, roof tiles and macadam. See danmorrisseyandco.com. Um. Welcome back to Dr. Cullen Park. The team's taking to the pitch for the second half. We've got a young man here. He's a Palatine fan. He's mad to be on the radio. So just before we start the second half, what's your name? Where are you from? Oshin McMahon, and I'm from Carlo. Good man. Do you think Palatine will win tonight? A million percent. And who is your favourite Palatine player? Mm, Brian McMahon and Connor Crowley. Okay, thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of the game. Oshin, a great name. Well, he was going to say that as well, because Brian McMahon is his first cousin. So ah, okay. That. that would explain <laughs> it. Right, I hope the lads are happy now. They wanted to go on the radio from the start. They wanted to take over the commentary, and maybe in a few years they will. Uh, but... Uh, you're stuck with Willie and I for the second half, I'm afraid. It's good news from a Carlo point of view so far. It's 1-8 to Palatine, four points for St. Patrick's. And Connor Lawler is back on the pitch. Willie Quinlan, what do you make of that? Yeah, he, st- he still doesn't look uh, 100%, but he's back on. I mean, if he's 90%, you'd like to see him out there rather than, than make the change. Uh, I suppose they're, they're hoping that he's going to last maybe 20, 25 minutes in this game because they're really in control in, in the first half. But this first 10 minutes are really vital for St. Pat's and for Palantine. Is it a big risk? Because if you were St. Pat's and you saw him out there, you'd say, well, he can't move that well. So let's go down his direction it depends on the injury that he's after picking up is, is it the quad is it the knee if it's a hamstring there's no way he's going to last so he, he'll, he'll know himself yeah. uh, I, I, I think if he didn't think he was going to last I don't think he would go out there so I think he'd probably be left to make the call himself he, he looks like, it looks like a knee to me the way, the way he's moving but he's still out there and hopefully he'll remain out there because Palatine need him and need everybody out there for the next 30 minutes if Palatine win they're back in action on Sunday the 6th against either Castletown of Wexford or Port Arlington of Leash. Port Arlington had their adventure ended by uh, Kilmacott Crokes, the eventual Leinster champions last year. Now, Palatine have won the first ball of the second half. It's Finbar Cavanagh driving down towards the Sugar Factory and gets the pass away to Conor Crowley, who scored the goal. Crowley goes to ground, bounces back up like a coil spin, gets it to Brian McMahon. Brian McMahon went outside. Now it's Crowley again, who's up to the 20-metre line, has a little look inside, saw there was nothing on, moved it off to Kane, got it back. Crowley looks up for this one. He's just at the edge of the D. It opens up a little bit, but he flicked the pass away to Kyo. Kyo, who can get scores. He's trying to get another one here. Oh, Kyo with a delicious point. An absolutely exquisite point. That's how you start a half. 1-9 Palatine, 4 points St. Pat's, 35 seconds gone. That's the start that St. Pat's needed, but in fairness to Finbar, Kavanagh got up and won the, won the throw in, carried it full length, got it into Crowley. He bet three or four players out to Kyo, popped it over the bar. Great start for Palatine. Now the keeper Shane Doyle kind of shimmying up to the ball on the 20 metre line, kicks it off the tee, goes high in the air, it's going to drop in around the 65 and the mark is taken brilliantly by Kieran Moore. And this is a great start to the second half by Palatine. Andrew Kyo has it just outside the 45, drops the ball down towards the 20 metre line, a hand in there from a defender but a beautiful flick inside, it falls to Joshua Egan, it just bounced away from Egan, the keeper read it really well, got off his line, took the ball, got it off to the defender, the referee has stopped play because the St. Pat's player has a head injury just outside the 20 metre line. One nine to four points one minute and 20 seconds gone in this AIB Leinster Club Championship first round encounter Palatine have never won a match in the Leinster Senior Championship could tonight be the night there's a long way to go but they're in a good position again that was a great win by, by Kieran Moore in the middle of the field from the kick out took the, took the mark really really quickly over the top they're looking to go straight into Joshua Egan he was very unlucky the ball hit the ground and into the goalkeeper if he had got it into his hand he could have stepped around and maybe got a second goal and that would have really put him on top but it looks like an injury from the same Patsman. Can't see who it is. Can you, Oshin? 
No, he's got his back to us. Is it the cornerback? Is it number four? No, it can't this be is number the, four because Wayne Doyle is not playing. This is the disadvantage. It is the number six, six. Patrick O'Keen. This yeah. is the disadvantage of being on radio. You don't have the close-in camera shots on yeah. your monitors that the, the TV commentary crew would have. They're oh, trying they to work it again. Oh, Paul O'Brien gave it away. Coming forward, Jason Kane up to the D. Spots that Egan is inside. Egan inside the square. Almost dropped it. Got it back again. Hooks a shot over the crossbar. Joshua Egan, he's first of the game. He got it. He lost it just outside the 20-meter line as he kind of made his way towards the square, but eventually regathered it and kicked it over. 33 minutes gone. One ten pallet time. Four points St. Pat's. For a man of his age, he showed a lot of experience there. He's only 18. Lost the ball, looked to turn around, back onto his right foot, popped it straight over the bar. Great, great start for Palantine in this second half. They've won, the, they've won the kick out again, Oshie. St. Pat's looked like a beaten team. They definitely do, yeah. They look like they threw in the towel, and it's very early days, but Paller all over them. They're attacking every single chance to get. Sheehan gets it out wide, popping up inside. Is O'Doherty just outside the square? Sees that there's a man running with him. It's Connor Crowley who's outside the square, tries a flick hand pass, but Niall Delahunt read it well, didn't take the risk of letting it drop into the net. It wouldn't have counted had it gone in. You can't fist goals anymore. You couldn't even do that when you were playing, Willie. No, you couldn't. You could get a little hand to it if somebody hand passed it here. I think you can still do that, but Palatine are hunting down really well all over the pitch. St. Pat's struggling to get it out of their own half here. But Pal will know. St. Pat's come late in games and obviously Tin Ryland came late at them in the county final and almost got square with them but Palatine did enough to win that to get here Conor O'Brien is moving forward up to the 20 metre line he's on the right hand side good hand in there by the defender O'Brien tries to win the breaking ball there was a hand on his back it's a free in for St. Patrick's just outside the 20 metre line on the stand side just to the right of the D just a hand on the back and seemed to just knock him to the ground referee was fairly close it was a free in and that man again, number 15, Thomas Kelly, the captain, on his left foot this time. It looks like he's going to kick this one. Kelly. Watching on as Brian Doyle strikes. Oh. He doesn't catch it at all. Well, it drifts off. It wouldn't have even been a score in Aussie Rules football. It was that wide. A seventh wide for St. Pat's. Four minutes into the second half. 1-10 Palatine. Four points St. Pat's. That's very disappointing. That, that, that's a kick of a free. And if you, you know, if you don't, don't kick them ones, well, you're going to be under pressure to win this game. They have one of Mark just inside the Palatine 65, getting up to it as Matthew Trainer. Those kind of things can turn games. Goes in a big high lofted ball. It might break kindly here for Conor O'Brien. It didn't. It squirts back to the goalkeeper, Craig Carney. Palatine have to be careful. They don't want to let the Wicklow men back into this game when they're in such an advantageous position. Remember, a Palatine team missing four or five starters. Their squad, I don't know what I say decimated because when I look at the scoreboard it doesn't suggest their squad has been decimated, but certainly they are down a couple of players. Attempting to play a ball down the wing was Thomas Sheehan. It came off Niall Delahunt in an area that really really hurts. Really hurt, yeah. yeah, 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 he's, yeah. He's, he's going to be winded. It'll be held up for a while. It they is. wanted to take the line ball quickly on yeah, the terrace side, just in front that, of where yeah. that little kind of... Um, inlet is where the Carlo flag is painted on the wall just under the, the TV it gantry it used to be a little dugout over there Roisin that's yeah. what that was but it, yeah. it, uh, that hurts where he got that ball and they'll have to wait till that till he actually gets up but Palantine defended yeah. the game really really well I think it was uh, young young um, Gavin Gavin Healy swept up and back to the back to the goalkeeper Craig Carney who was who was really good on the ball yeah. he's patient he's he finds his man every single time he gets it his kickouts are really good and Palantine seemed to be in the driving seat five minutes gone. It's one ten to four points here. Now, that high lofted ball that we just talked about there that came back to the goalkeeper, Kelly went up for it, the deadly corner forward from St. Pat's. He was claiming he was fouled, and to be fair, I think he might have justification in that Connor, game. But Connor Lawler just seemed to get a hand in, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, but, but I think maybe he was pushed. Now, what I will say is it's a break that Palatine deserved because a couple of decisions went against them in the first half. Finbar Kavanagh has it inside the 65 of the opposition. It's moved out to Duff. Duff ran onto it. 
and gave it to Egan. Egan's on the 45. He makes his way back to Shane O'Neill. What a game he's had, by the way. He just goes with a hand pass back to the 65, but still Palatine have it high up and inside the same Pat's half. McMahon has it back to goal on the 45. Loops it off for the run of Moran. Moran down towards the 20-meter line in front of the stand. Gives the pass outside to Kavanagh. Kavanagh back to Egan. Egan, who almost had a goal chance early in this half. He did score a point, though. Brilliant little volleyball-style pass back to Egan from Kane and Palatine keep the possession they have it inside the 45 it's a risky enough one towards the wing trying to get up to get it as Kavanagh he couldn't quite take it it's back in the hands of St. Pat's they've committed a foul Palatine and St. Pat's will have the chance to break back up the park 36 minutes gone 6 minutes gone in the second half 110 Palatine 4 points St. Pat's but they do have goals in them and we know that from what we've seen of them in Wickle Conor O'Brien is fouled on the opposition 65 Palatine in the white jersey St. Pat's in the white jerseys the blue shorts and the uh, Blue and white socks, Palatine in their home jerseys, the green and red. The mostly red, the green sleeves and the little green stripe and the mostly red uh, chest and back. And they have the white shorts on and the green socks. Coming on the attack now is McGettigan. Hasn't managed to get in on the scoring act so far. Gets a little help from Padge McWalter. McWalter was a decoy run there because he gave it back to Paul O'Brien. Palatine have dropped 13 players behind the ball. Willie, sometimes you have to be sensible. That is what they are doing right now. Dean Healy goes to ground just outside the 20-meter line. I don't think there was any need to foul him. It was a foul, but there was no need. Dean Healy takes it quickly. He might have caught them napping. Into the hands of Kelly. Kelly takes his point. Could have gone for goal, but there was just too many bodies between him and the goal. So he said, you know what, I'll just kick it over I'll get the scoreboard ticking over again seven and a half minutes gone in the second half One ten, pal five points in pass I think they needed that score Oshina. whether it was a goal or a point they definitely needed a score to bring them back into it but uh, the last thing Palantine need is to drop too deep that'll bring they done that in the county final brought Tim Ryland onto them if they're doing it a little bit here today long ball in again but it looks like they're after giving it away oh, it's a good catch inside by Patrick O'Keen who mounts another attack Delahunt that was the first score for St. Pat's by the way since the 29th minute but they do, as we say, have scores in them. I know I've said that a couple of times, but um, you have to be cautious. You can't sit back. Padge McWalter got it to Doyle. Doyle is inside the 65, approaching the Palatine 45. Good ball in behind for Conor O'Brien, who runs onto it. Conor O'Brien looks to ride the tackle, get it off to Simon Boucher, but Boucher couldn't take it. Great tackling by Palatine, great defence, and now they'll counter-attack counter down the park. It was really important that they didn't let... St. Pat's get a run of scores or a second score in a row, and now they're on the break again. It's Conor Crowley across the 45, Closer to the uh, sideline than he is the middle of the pitch. Flicks a good hand pass inside to Brian McMahon. Gets up to the 20. Surrounded by white jerseys. Four and all. But he stays cool and gets the ball back to Crowley, who's inside the 45. And he's got plenty of options. One of them is just outside the 45, Shane O'Neill. Shane O'Neill shuffles it with the boot outside to the right-hand side. Then gets it back. He's inside the 45. It opens up for him. He has a go. I don't know. Does this have the legs? No, it doesn't. Shane Doyle was able to tap it down with the palm of his hands and then just collect it and get it back outside. Crow as St. Pat's come from deep pro gets over the 45 has to run with this one it's a tough night for football and Willie you know better than anyone when you play in these conditions it just it drags the legs out of you it tires you out doesn't it yeah definitely it wears the legs especially if you're not getting those scores that you should be getting or a referee got in his way he was trying to get forward pal defending really really well the, the, the scores every score will give you that little bit of a boost and is a free in here for St. Pat's as he, he's along the advantage can they get another score he's turned over great hand in by Palantine 
Great hand in indeed, and the referee says no advantage anymore because you held on to it for too long. It was cleaned up nicely by Kyo. Got it down to Crowley. Crowley up to the 45. Has a man inside. That's taken well. It's Sheehan. Will he go for goal? Sheehan up to the 20. Fists it out to Egan. Egan gives it inside to O'Neill. O'Neill goes to ground in the square. Referee says nothing doing. It's hacked away by the centre-back Patrick O'Keane. Chasing after the Sheehan. He does get to it, but he's got Keane O'Brien stuck with him. Gets to the 20-metre line. Goes to ground. Free in for Palatine. Willie Quinlan, penalty, yes or no? I think they should have been, never mind the penalty, should have been popped in over the bar. Take your scores. Every score to get, uh, St. Pat's have to get an, another two to come back and beat them. But the change on the St. Pat's, number 20 is coming in there. Paul Earls replacing Kieran McGettigan. Well, we'll have a look at the replay here, and yep. you can tell me whether or not that should have been a penalty. But um, it all came, that attack, from a fantastic hand in by Palatine they won the ball back it squirted away from Boutier and then they went attacking up the park Andrew Kyo starting the attack a good long ball delivered to the 45 and Willie you take it from here yeah the space in a great ball across into into O'Neill it looks like yeah he should the third pass oh could have been a, yeah could have yeah. been a little bit of a push but I, I think he could have got the ball he should have put it over the bar first time anyway yeah. well well, that's it you know what they could have got the penalty but they should have taken the score should have taken the score keep yeah. the scoreboard ticking yeah. over that's the general advice when you're in such a good position they have a free from the 20 meter line far off on the right hand side as we know that is curled over beautifully he bent that one like Beckham into the Dublin road end and Palatine increased their lead it's 111 to 5 points what a score that was Shane O'Neill again on on his left foot he's been really really accurate with those frees four frees and one from play and they're still in the driving seat they're still you know, it's, it's 111, they're nine points up. Pats don't looking to be making any inroad at all. They're coming forward here again, though. Three points to one in the second half, if you just take it, scores got in the second half. Pats trying a bit of Palatine ball, going with a long ball inside. It might break here for John Crow. Something has to break for St. Pats. The Wicklow men really struggling. They have it on the 20-metre line. It's passed back outside to Padge McWalter, who's inside the Palatine 45. The former UCD League of Ireland man gets it out to Fionn Luddy. Luddy puts the head down, runs towards goal, gets up to the 20-metre line. What a block down by Kavanagh. It does fall to a white jersey. They might have another go. It's Paul O'Brien slips through his hands, collected by O'Doherty. Palatine will come back up the pitch. That sums up Palatine tonight, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. They're they're defending really, really well, getting lots of men behind the ball, but they're making those tackles. They're getting getting the bodies on the line, and that's there's a free in. Joshua Egan was pulled here in. The referee, in fairness to him, he copped it, brought it right in, and no need for it because look how far this ball is going in, right to the. Yeah. 35 metres within the goal. Shane O'Neill probably popped this one over the bar. There is a theory that if certain calls go against you that shouldn't have gone against you, karma kind of makes it up to you. That seems to be the case in the second half. Yes, it was a free, but it was a good spot. Manny Rest wouldn't have spotted that. Yeah, he definitely spotted it. He was a long way away from it. He obviously had a look up. Uh, Josh Wiegand was trying to get into the space. The full-back just got a hand uh, trainer and, and tugged him back. Referee, fair play to him. I'd say over the hour, all these decisions level out, O'Sheen. Normally they do, and they seem to, seem to be going that way in the second half. Shane O'Neill with this free, 35 metres out, fairly central, onto his left foot. Into the Sugar Factory Brilliant end. Strike. A Brilliant sweet strike. strike into the Sugar Factory end. What a strike from Shane O'Neill. Two in a row from him, and it's 1-12 to five points with uh, 13 minutes gone in the second half. Definitely, there's no one, there's no one could have predicted this with the amount of players that they're missing. Yeah, you definitely couldn't, couldn't have seen it, but they're absolutely been fantastic for the, the first 40, 43 minutes of this game. They're pushing really up on this kick out, looking to turn over, and that's the way to win the game. Stay going, stay getting the scores. Ooh, that was harsh enough. A good tackle, I thought, by Kieran Moran, but 
free to St. Pat's here, which they take quickly. They kick it to Paul O'Brien, who's between the 65s, makes his way down towards the Dublin road end, hoists a diagonal ball down towards the square. Horst Lawler is waiting inside. He just stood his ground. He's still not moving well, but somehow he's still having an effect on the game. Oh, hand passed it back to the goalkeeper who fumbled it, who kind of sidestepped away from it. He got a touch on it. It's out for a 45 for a second, though. I thought it mean, might have been uh, an own goal. Because the keeper did get a touch on it, so yeah, if it went in, it would have counted. For a look, he was standing about two metres outside the post, and, and uh, not sure it's gone out for a 45. Yeah, Conor Lawler won the, won the ball, high ball that went in. Fairness, they're dealing with that ball really well, even though he is injured. He's very, very strong. He's a very physical player, but he seems to be hopping around the place, so she, and he's just not happy there at the minute. Goalkeeper coming up to kick this one. More live Same action dive. coming up tomorrow on KCLR across the Carlo and Kilkenny frequencies. We'll keep an eye on everything that's happening in the Premier League as well. We'll give you a, an update on what happened today when we get a chance. It's uh, Shane Doyle who kicked some scores for them in the county final. He's well capable of landing on this one. The 45, just to the left of centre. No real breeze to speak of. And the rain has not been present for the last hour or so. He floated that one in the sky and kicked it beautifully over. What a score that was from Shane Doyle getting the 45. Six points St. Patrick's, 112 Palatine. Almost 15 minutes gone in the second half. Yeah, they're going to need lots more of them. I think to win this game, they're going to need goals. And at the moment, they don't look that high ball. It doesn't look to be as threatening as, as normally, but they've turned over this kick out again. So they're really pushing up on, on uh, Palantine at the minute. Fionn Luddy ran onto it. It slipped inside to Paul O'Brien. O'Brien solos up to the 20-meter line. Solo with the right, kicked with the left. It's dropping towards the back stick, and it bounces wide. That's a let-off for Palatine, who has to be really, really careful. Don't get sloppy. Don't give St. Pat's any chances. Don't make mistakes. It sounds simple when I say it like that, but Willie, in a high-pressure situation out there, it's anything but. But that's a, oh, that's just an amazing kick-out from Carney. Got it down to Kavanagh, who gives it to Kane. Kane up to the 45, has a little chip shot inside to Sheehan. Sheehan's in the square, has a man outside, hand passed into the back of the net, one pushed into the back of the net Brilliant. by Joe. Brilliant stuff from Joe. I'm not sure Sheehan got a touch at the back post, but it was Joe who jumped in the air Palmed it towards the goal, put it past the goalkeeper. It is a goal. 2-12 to 6 points, 16 minutes gone in the second half. Pats pulled right, pushed right up on the kickout, but, but the kickout went right over every every one of the St. Pats forward line into, into I think, Kane in the middle of the field. Had a quick ball inside, Kyo with a, with a ball and just got a hand to it, knocked it straight over the goalkeeper. Yeah. And that, to me, looks like, even though there's 14 minutes to go in this game, that looks like it's after killing off the game, Oshin. I said chipped a little shot inside. I should have said chipped a little ball inside. I thought he was going to take on the shot, but no. Palatine, hungry for goals, and they took one well there. Look at the kick out. The play. Kick out. Yeah, so we're getting a look at the replay on the screen here. What a kick out it was. Kavanagh gave it down to Kane. Kane ran down the right-hand side, got up towards the 45. Brilliant Beautiful ball chip ball over to the opposite side, and it was taken well by Sheehan, who moved it into Kyo, who jumped in the air and pushed it into the back of the net. Sheehan followed it in, just to be sure. He was pumping his fist like he scored. Did it I'm come, sure off? Did it come off the post? It might have actually come off the post. It looks like he another the post, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll wait to see who I write. We'll have a look at it here again. Yeah. Now we'll see it here again. Play has Great stopped, so we have the time. Oh, no, come back to Sheen. <laughs> yeah. So the ball was pushed off the post by Kyo. Sheen ran onto it and sent it home. Brilliant ingenuity by Sheen. A lot of players would have given up, thinking, "Well, that's in. I don't mind." But Sheen followed it in and made sure it went into the back of the net. Two twelve for Palatine. Six points for St. Pat's, 17 minutes gone in the second half, 47 minutes on the clock, and that was a, a really well-worked goal, but, and I can't say this enough, 
all credit to Thomas Sheen who followed it in. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he set it up, uh, you know, a great ball into Crowley. He thought he had, had finished it off, or into Kehoe, thought he'd finished it off. Sheen stead going off the, off the post, and he, in fairness, put yep. it up and t- toe-poked it into the bottom corner. Great goal uh, by, for, for Palantine. Yeah, a volleyball-style flick from uh, Andrew Kehoe when it came to him. He was just outside the small square, pushed it over the keeper. It went over to the far side of the goal. It bounced off the post, and following it in was Thomas Sheen, who was bending over to get the ball and didn't even straighten up actually stayed bent over while moving forward to kick it in with his right it looked like a simple finish but Willie you know yourself when you're trying to kick a ball while off balance and hunched over it's really difficult yeah it was a great finish and he was he was on his toes he was running straight for the goal he, he could see it actually happening all in front of him uh, stayed moving towards the goal brilliant goal and I think that is after finishing Sam Pat's off play back underway a loose hand pass from Palatine it rolls out over the line it will be a kick out 48 minutes on the clock 2-12 Palatine six points St. Pat's a lot of people thought this would be a one-sided game but not in this direction definitely not in this direction and Cahill O'Neill is coming on to the pitch it looks like is it Andrew Keogh coming off Andrew Keogh is coming off yep Shane O'Neill's brother coming on Cahill and he's coming on as a wing forward done really well in the in the game that I seen uh, last weekend got a couple of scores he is strong physical player so they lead him referee is having a word with a couple of players out there Mark O'Brien is in Mark for O'Brien. St. Pat's. Yeah, number 17. Could be their last few minutes of football in 2022. Unless there's a miraculous turnaround. Well, the RTE cameras are here to see this one. Carlo being reflected in a good light so far. Yeah, definitely. Definitely reflected. I mean, the way they've uh, took, took on this game. A young team. Uh, they moved the ball really quickly. They got some fabulous scores. Really good around the middle and defending very good. Unfortunately, no Carlo player in the Talton Cup team of the season. I have to take some responsibility for that. I was one of the selectors, but you yeah. know what? If, if some of these lads play like this in the Carlo jersey next season, they won't be far away. That's right. Anyway, uh, a good attack down the right-hand side. It is turned back over by St. Patrick's. They're just outside the 20-metre line. They've got a long way to travel. And Palatine, to be fair, they're not dropping everyone behind the ball. They're crowding whoever has the ball wherever they are even if that's inside the opposition 45 they're really pressurising the ball to take a, a phrase from soccer they are indeed and their fitness levels look really really good because they're hunting in packs there's three or four uh, it looks like three or four players are around one player and St. Pats are just under pressure have they given up the ball on the far side the tackling has been exceptional Palantine fierce tackling by Sheehan he's joined by Crowley the referee is given a free out inside the St. Pats 45 just beside the flag right in front of the terrace which is not overpopulated tonight. It isn't raining, but it is quite cold. Most people in the stand. The stand absolutely packed. What a Saturday night's entertainment they've got. Normally when you're talking a good night in Carlo on a Saturday night, it involves the Dinry. It might do later, but not right now. <laughs> not Definitely not right now. These, these, yeah. for the, but, I mean, what we've seen so far from Palantine has been exceptional. To a man, they've been uh, far, far the better team. You know, fully deserved their, their first half, 1-8 to 4 points, but it's 2-12 to 6 at the minute, and they're, they're really pushing on. They're defending now as we, at the minute, but defending really well. St. Pat's look like they're going nowhere here. Brian Doyle has it over the 45, approaching the 20-metre line of Palatine. What a steal that was by Cahill O'Neill. He got in there, he intercepted a hand pass, and Palatine come back up the park. Conor O'Doherty going outside with the hand pass. Palatine just over the 45. Cahill O'Neill wanted it, but it was sent over his head and collected by Brian McMahon. He's had a fine game tonight. Finbar Kavanagh receives it between the 65s. I thought he was pushed. Brian McMahon cleans up the ball. He took the breaking ball. He was definitely fouled. It is a free out. 10 minutes to go actually a little bit less 2-12 Palatine 6 points St. Pat's yeah, St. Pat's about to make another change Stephen Duffy Kavanagh still down he definitely was fouled he got a, a push to the back uh, Brian McMahon then got, got fouled so the referee holds up the play while 
there's a couple of substitutions uh, Palantine are bringing yeah. on number 24 here as we speak Paul Kelly Paul Kelly Paul Kelly yeah. I showed my age there by saying they didn't read didn't I you did indeed reflecting back on yeah. my time in yeah, Carlo yeah. when I lived here in 2001 you'd look old in it now would she <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I look old everywhere I go now will you? <laughs> well going off is Brian Doyle of St. Pat's he's being replaced by uh, Stephen, Stephen Duffy, Duffy. And uh, they're making a change. Palatine, the one we told you about, just to confirm it, Cora Kelly is in. Just trying to see who's going off. Uh, Paul O'Brien is going off for St. Pat's. They haven't held up the sign to tell us who's going off for Palatine. We'll see in a second when he jogs over. Yeah, it looks like Tom, uh, Thomas Sheen, maybe, to me, from coming this way. He's in no rush. Yeah, he's straight in front of us there, but yeah. it definitely looks like Thomas Sheen. So Palatine looking good to see this one home. Eight minutes to go. You don't take anything for granted in sport, but it is looking very good. Two twelve to six points. He's still on the pitch before the free was taken, so the referee is uh, sending them back to take it again. He's taking his time. He's really, he's really done well here tonight. Well, for Palatine, they're representing themselves, but you know it yourself, Willie. When you play in the provincial club championship, you are representing your county as well, and oh, they have done it with pride tonight. Without a doubt, you're definitely representing your county. When you go outside it, you have to win in the uh, your county championship, then, then it's the county that steps up, and they're doing a really good job. No more better than this man, Shane O'Neill, carrying the forward with brother. Carl O'Neill is fouled by Padge McWalter just outside the D, inside the same Pat's half. It's a free straight in front of the post, into the Sugar Factory end, and it should be Shane O'Neill to tap it over again. I, I say tap it over for anyone else it would be a long kick for yeah, him it wouldn't it's definitely not long for him but you know he's after working his socks off working so hard I think he has he's six points five from freeze one from play this one if he can nail this one as well it'll be seven point and it'll put two thirteen to six points is a long way out Thir as you say it's probably 35 metres but with the conditions underfoot strikes a really good ball and goes straight over the crossbar never in doubt brilliant score two thirteen plays six points It looks like, and you said it at the time, Thomas Sheehan's goal has sealed at St. Pat's, will try to drive on, but it just hasn't happened for them tonight. And that happens sometimes in sport, doesn't it? Yeah, it definitely does. It's just no matter what they've tried. They tried the, the long ball early on. It didn't work, but in fairness, that went down to Palantine's defending. They defended really well. Then they stopped kicking it in, but Palantine kicked it in and got, got great scores. And St. Pat's the had the better start. They led 3-1 early on. Yeah, definitely, but... Palantine seem to be the hungrier team, seem to be a fitter team, and no more hungrier than this man. Crowley has Crowley. turned and ran into the 65 area. He gets over the 65, up to the 45. It opened up for him. He was fouled. He takes the free very quickly, running onto his Kieran Moore and gets it outside the 20, approaching the square. Moore and onto the right what a and score. kicks it over. Kieran oh, kicks it wide. He hooked it wide. I don't think it'll make too much difference. He was absolutely knackered by the time he got up there to get the kick away, given his efforts tonight. It's a bad wide. I don't think it'll matter too much. He'll be disappointed. It could have opened the gap even more. 19-6 when you make the conversion. 2.13 to 6 points, the actual score, with just over 5 minutes left. Yeah, he'd be disappointed because he, he always gets on the scoreboard. Scored a great point for Carlo against Kildare a couple of years ago in Tullamore when the, we beat him the first time since 1955, I think it was. And they, they had a great game that day. He's, he's been exceptional since. Went away for a year, but he's back and he's really, really playing for Palatine here. Fionn Luddy has it inside the 65, inside the Palatine half. Goes with the ball down the park to Kelly. Kelly somehow gets it under control. Two red and green jerseys around him, but still he fights. Still he tries to get inside the 20-meter line. He can't do so. He dropped it on the ground, kicked it down the line. I think that's Paul Earls who has it. One of the subs. It's Paul Earls again. kicks it wide. 
looks I, like I, nine wives to five. Palatine with yeah. five wives, three in the first half, two in the second. But I suppose the, the, it's not even that. The, the, just the way Palatine set up, the way they got the ball in first time into the full forward lane, they really t- took over this game after about 10 minutes and never looked back. They looked, you know, really on top. Oh, it seems to be a collision with two St. Pat's players. And one, one of them is down between the 65s. Yeah. Just as I look at the screen here, uh, Pat O'Flynn, the manager of Palatine, he looks like the game is still poised. He looks like it's a one-point match or it's level going into the last few minutes. He still looks focused. He still looks driven. That has been reflected by his team tonight. They lead 2.13 to six points yeah, well with four and a half minutes to go. That's the way you have to be. I mean, you can't drop your guard no matter you know what score it is because in the next, next game there could be a point or two in it. So you can't slacken off. You can't drop your game. You, ha- you have to keep that momentum, keep that pressure going, and that's exactly what they're doing. Long ball into the full forward line here. Drops inside the square. Kelly has it. Can he turn and get a shot away? He goes to ground. Referee says play on. The ball goes loose. Can someone get a hack on that from the St. Pat's point of view? But no, they the can't. Yep, it's a free out to Palatine. St. Pat's are disappointed with that because he caught the ball in, inside and went to the ground. Palantine just stood up off him, seemed to touch it on the ground, so defending really, really well. Connor Lawler still out there, even though he's limping, yeah. him, but he looks like he's going to last the full game here. And they will play in a couple of weeks' time. They can look forward to a meeting with either Port Arlington or Castletown on the 6th of November. And that game will be here, by the way. Yeah, pa- uh, Port Arlington had a great run la- last year, as we've seen. They got to a Leinster semi-final were unlucky I think it was Kilmacud could have beat them the eventual champions but yeah. ball falls kindly for Cahill O'Neill who's inside the 65 approaching the 45 goes with a kind of bouncing ball down towards Connor Crowley who takes it just outside the 20 he's turning and twisting the Palatine corner forward gets the pass away Power Kelly dropped it then regathered got it back outside to Brian McMahon McMahon trying to get it under control goes the ground just outside the D referee says nothing doing he scoops it on the half volley and now it's into the hands of Cahill O'Neill who's just outside the D lets a shot go with the right beautiful score by Cahill O'Neill 2.14 to 6 points 3 minutes to go Palatine can enjoy the last few minutes here yeah, definitely their supporters are really, really happy with what they're looking at. Cottle brought on Chains brother, turned onto his left, back onto the right foot and popped a great score over the bar. And they're still driving forward. St. Pat's just never brought their A game here today. They played for about 10 minutes in the first half. When Palantine took over, they got seven scores in a row and never looked back. And really, yep. 214 to six points probably probably uh, doesn't flatter Palantine. I don't know if Jack Brennan, Tomas, Kenny and Jamie Kenny are um, watching this on GA Go or listening to us I'm on sure KCR, but they'll be really happy tonight. They'll be delighted with how their teammates, their friends, their family have performed tonight. I wonder, are they tempted back for the next round, well, the quarterfinal? Those guys would have been around that team for a long, long time. I'm sure they'll have David Reid back. He got one match suspension, yeah. but Tomas and, and Jamie got, yeah. you know, and Jack Brennan gone away. And, and Stephen Riley's yeah, come back as well. Yeah. come back to from his injury, but that just sums up St. Pat's coming out with the ball, dropped it onto the ground and, and gave it away. They've won it back, uh, Kieran Moore, and gave it back to them. This game brought to you with thanks to Dan Morrissey and Co. in a league of their own with a full range of concrete quarry products, Ooh. routines, macadam, see danmorrisseyandco.com. Willie, you spotted something there while I was reading the sponsor's line. Yeah, no, it was just a, a quickly taken free, and Colin O'Neill pulled on it up into the stand. There's another substitution. Roy McMahon tw- going up, coming in, Tommy Fataris. Tommy Fataris. It's great to give all these young lads the ah, exposure yeah. of, the, of the Leinster Championship. Great for the future for, for Palantine Football GA. And Brian McMahon looks like to be, he's carrying a bit of an injury, so he's going yeah. off here. Well, let's hope that that's not a serious injury. Let's hope it's a knock. You do, you are more susceptible to injuries at this time of year. And 
you're more likely to hobble off a pitch than walk off it given the, the heavy conditions yeah, the and he- the effort you have to go to the heavy ground and you have to work so hard and, and uh, you know that fitness level you really have to dig deep and that's what they have done and you do pick up an odd injury an odd niggle and that will be all sorted out during the week. I'm sure they'll have two weeks to the next match and they'll be fine. Yep. St. Pat's have a free just outside the 20-metre line inside the Palatine half. A long ball kicked in, but Paul Earls was pushed over as he kicked it. Definitely a free, and uh, it'll be struck here by Stephen Duffy. I wonder, will they try and work a goal, or will they just kick it over? I They've only scored two points in the second half, yeah, St. Pat's. It looks like he's just going to kick it over. Stephen Duffy. And he does indeed. He's happy to get on the paper with his first point from a free. Stephen Duffy came on as a sub there, and he's popped that one over the bar. Well, when you make the conversion, in the second half, the score alone is three points to one, two, three, four, five, six, two, six. Sorry, one, six. It just, it just crossed my mind. I'm just thinking on the way over here, Oshie McConville has just taken over Wicklow. I'm wondering, is he here? Has he been looking at them? Would he be really disappointed with their, their county champions yeah. here, the way they've performed? I'm sure he would be. And what I would say is if these two met again tomorrow, it might be very different. Could be Patrick, totally. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're a lot better than what they've shown tonight. I know that for a fact. Yeah, it def- just hasn't happened for them. Now, that's down to Palatine playing really well. Yeah, it definitely has, yeah. Ball kicked down towards the 20-meter line. They're trying to get a couple of scores to put a more positive reflection on the scoreboard. Fionn Lodi passed it inside, but it's a great dispossession by Jason Kane. Three minutes of injury time announced. We've just crossed into that. It's a three minutes that Palatine and their fans and the whole community can enjoy. And uh, Sean Woods is going to be part of that as well because he's about to come in. See, looking at the kids going down in front. They're looking to get onto this pitch after the game. They know they've won it, so it's just a matter of time. Also, another one, Oshin Carlo play Wicklow in the first round of the championship. I think that could be here in Netwatch Cullen Park. That'll be, you know, yeah. a great appetite for that game as well. It's a long, long way away. Killian Duff gets it. He's the wing back. He passes it up to Conor Moran. Conor Moran popping up on the left, going down towards the 20-meter line. They recycle it out, getting his hands on the ball was Kelly Egan, Joshua Egan. What a game he's had, by the way. Yeah, exceptional. What a, what a uh, championship he's had for a young guy, 18. He's, his first uh, senior championship done really, really well. Got some great scores, vital scores in the in the final as well. Got pulled down for a penalty, and he's been everywhere today. He has a lot of pace, you know. He showed a lot of experience with the score that he got, and he's one for the future. The Tars went with the long foot pass, but it was missed by the intended target, St. Pat's, on the counter attack. They're inside the 65, approaching the Palatine 45. Hand pass out to the wing, the terrace side. Can they get a goal? Can they finish on a high? It won't be any real consolation to them. They've won their county title. That's a good year's work, but they wanted to make an impact in Leinster, like the likes of Rathnu have in the past. Padge McWalter up to the 45, flicks the hand pass outside to Paul O'Brien. He kept his run going, but he didn't get it back. They're trying to run off the inside shoulder, into the hands now of Paul O'Brien, who has a shot, which he can't keep down, and it goes over the crossbar. His first point of the game, it doesn't matter at this stage. 2.14 plays 7 points, and we've got uh, a minute and 20 seconds left. 2.14 plays 8 points, I should say. Palatine making another change, Keen Kelly coming in. It's so good to see many of these lads getting a run, because they work just as hard as the lads who start. Another man on uh, number 17. King Kelly is on 21 and Sean Woods has come on there. Uh, number 17 gone in cornerback. So it, it's brilliant for them. Conor Lawler finally comes off. He is limping, but it's great for, for the guys to get the exposure. And uh, yeah. uh, the two guys coming off have done really, really well. The whole championship and especially this game too. By the way, that game of Carlo Wicklow is actually in Ockram before any Wicklow guys ring in to say to me, we're not in Carlo, we're in Ockram. Horse Lawler, I, I've seen him in person before, but you're only, you, like, he's just so big. He's a big You're man. always struck by it when you see him in person. Yeah, he's a huge good man. take, good turn by Crowley. He's fouled just inside the 45. It's a free into Palatine inside the St. Pat's 45, about six or seven metres off the stand side. They can enjoy the finish here. There's 30 seconds to go. Connor Crowley, who got that goal in the first half, that 
really sent Palatine on their way, and they never looked back since. Yeah, he actually isn't going to take the free. He's leaving it off. Yeah. No one actually wants to Car- take it at the Carney moment. Carney is coming up to take it. He's coming yeah. a long way from his goal, I suppose. He's entitled it. Now he's going back because yeah. Shane O'Neill is going to kick it. But, uh, you know, Crowley was their go-to man in the first half, and really he has been that way uh, all, all this championship. Shane O'Neill done really, really well. I think he's kicked seven points, six points from freeze. When, uh, an overall performance, the, the, the 15 and the subs that come on, really deserve to win this game the last kick of the game I reckon it's just inside the 45 on the wing he hangs oh, it up in the air left footed it drifts to the near side and wide so it remains 214 to 8 points the referee will allow the kick out to be taken not much point in it but he has to play the time that has been built up we're 20 seconds over the 3 minutes of injury time he might allow St. Pat's to get one last attack away Patrick Maguire the referee having a look at his watch St. Pat's try and make inroads into the Palatine half but it's intercepted the referee blows the full time whistle and Palatine for the first time in their history win a game in the AIB Leinster Senior Club Championship they've beaten St. Patrick's of Wicklow 214 to 8 points if you're going to do it do it in style Palatine have done that this evening without a doubt definitely in style and you know they're showing that early on they were a little bit apprehensive they were a little bit nervous but once they got into the game after about 10 minutes as we say Pats were 3 points to 1 up but it was all Palatine after that they took over 7 scores in a row a great goal from, from uh, Crowley and Thomas Sheen finished that off with a goal in the in the second half deservedly winners 2-14 to 8 points and you'd have to say looking at it St. Pats didn't bring the rear game tonight O'Sheen. they really didn't but Palatine were excellent and they took full advantage Everybody, everybody coming here, I was a little bit, you know, apprehensive myself. I was looking at it, I was thinking the guys that are away, the guys that were injured, then you come and you're told your full back is not playing either and you definitely think, that, you know, you're, you're on a, a level par, but it brings it right back level. But the way they performed to a man, they were exceptional. Their fitness looked really, really good. Their game plan defended really well. And when they get the ball into the likes of Conor Crowley, Joshua Egan and uh, Andrew Quixote, they're a threat at, at all times. And a free taker like Shane O'Neill, he's kicked seven points, uh, six from freeze exceptional all round has been a, a brilliant performance by Palatine well I have no doubt that Pat O'Flynn and his management team will make their way to Wexford tomorrow to watch the game between Castletown and Port Arlington because Palatine will play the winner of that on the 6th of November here in Netwatch Cullen Park 214 to 8 points the final score Willie Quinlan your final thoughts yeah definitely I mean this is great for, for Carlo football also for Palatine for their club they haven't won a championship in a couple of years. They've been starved. It looked like during the league that they actually weren't going to win, a, win the championship either. They were probably my fourth pick until it got further in the stages. They won all three group games and they won their semi-final fairly easy. Went on to, to win the final, deservedly so. Yep. And this is fantastic for Palantine and for all their supporters. They, they, they really deserve what they're, what they're seeing out here in front of them. There's a bunch of kids on the field beside the team. They're jumping and shouting and hooping and hollering. They're far more excited than the actual team who I'm sure will let this one soak in and will enjoy it. But then they'll be back to work and they'll look forward to that clash. It's a winnable game. A tough one, but a win- winnable one against either Castletown or um, Port Arlington. Yeah, definitely winnable. It's all about enjoying tonight. I mean, it's the, the first time. I think they're only the, the fourth time. Tin Ryland won uh, a club championship match in 1971. O'Hanron's won a good few. My own club, Airog, obviously won a good few in the 90s. So, Palantine are the fourth Carlo club to to win a first round of the, the senior championship they have to enjoy it you have to enjoy these moments so they'll enjoy tonight 
they'll relax tomorrow, maybe uh, recovery and back to training Tuesday. You only have two weeks. The games come, you know, fast and quick, and you have to be ready. You have to be prepared. And uh, they look really prepared tonight and deserved winners. And it's great for Palatine Football Club on, on tonight on a scoreline of 214 to 8 points. I know people might be on their way out. They might be listening to this game. They might have been put in a good mood by a Carlo team winning in the Leinster Senior Club Championship. They might fancy a sing-song. We know what the song will be in Benny Kerry tonight. What song do you think it'll be? Oh, Stephanie, it's hard to know what song it'll be. I can't think of it. You put me on the spot there, but you tell me what song it's going to be. Sweet Palatine. <laughs> 214 to 8 points the final score. Uh, just before we go, I'll let you know about the live sport that's coming up tomorrow in KCLR. And uh, I also guarantee there'll be no more puns uh, like that from me for the rest of the that weekend. That was very good, Oshie. Thank I you like very much, one. Willie. 12.30 tomorrow on the Carlo Frequency. Clamore take on Grattanogue of Longford in the AIB Leinster Junior Club Championship first round. Also at 12.30 on the Kilkenny Frequency. It's Blacks and Whites uh, against uh, Wine Gap in the JJ Cavanagh and Sons Kilkenny Junior Hurling Final. At 2.30 across both the Carlo and Kilkenny Frequencies, it's the Michael Ling Motors Hyundai Kilkenny Intermediate hurling championship final between Danes Ford and Thomastown. Thomastown of course won the Camogie. Can they add a hurling title to it as well? Earlier today, there wasn't all good news for Carlo. Fenna lost 114 to 6 points against a really good era Og of Greystones uh, in the uh, Leinster Intermediate Championship uh, but uh, Mullinavat did manage to beat Bracknett 2-6-2-1-7 Kilkenny's Aaron's own lost to Ballycommon 4-16-2-5 in the Leinster Junior Championship in other sports in rugby Leinster beat Munster 27-13 in the Premier League Liverpool lost to Nottingham Forest and Chelsea and Manchester United played out a one-all draw in boxing Aoife O'Rourke Kelly Harrington and Amy Broadhurst secured gold medals in the European Championships those the sporting headlines a lot more tomorrow on KCLR from early on across the Carlo frequency across the Kilkenny uh, frequency and then later in the day the two combine uh, we'll let you know everything that's happening in the uh, Gaelic Games world as well as everywhere else that you need to know about the final score on a, a historic night for Palatine who win their first ever AIB Leinster Senior Club Championship match uh, is Palatine 214 St. Patrick's of Wicklow 8 points from myself and Willie and everyone else on the KCLR sports team good night and good luck KCLR Live Sport. The Leinster Senior Football Championship quarter final. Palatine versus St. Patrick's. With thanks to Dan Morrissey and Co. In a league of their own with a full range of concrete, quarry products, roof tiles, and macadam. See Dan Morrissey and Co.com.